0: Amen, good morning, and welcome, and what a wonderful day it is knowing that the Lord Jesus rules and reigns, and with that, we can celebrate the joy of Christmas every day of the year. It's so good to look around and and see you. It's so good to see some folks have family and, and grandchildren. It's great to have visitors with us, it's great to have regular folks, and it's great to have you here this morning, whether you're sitting here in person or you're joining us online, it's good to see you. And we pray that the Lord would, would bless you this morning during our service. Let's welcome you in the name of the Lord and on behalf of Cross Timber. Just a, a quick note, if you are visiting with us or if you have questions or prayer requests that you would like to share, there's a little tan card that comes in our bulletin. And you can just jot the information down there, name and contact information. you share prayer requests, ask questions, and we just ask you to drop that in the offering plate when we pass that in a few moments. Let me just announce um, a few things before we take time to read together, and we'll be reading from Luke chapter 2, just the first seven verses there if you want to find your place. Um, First of all, let me let you know that the next two Wednesdays, the 22nd and the 29th, um, (coughs) we will not be having any Wednesday activities. There will be no lunchtime Bible study, no evening prayer meeting. Just invite you to use those times to to gather together with your family or prepare or recover from Christmas, however the case may be, and they will resume normal activities on January the fifth. Also this um, week <coughs> on Friday, which is Christmas Eve, we'll have our Christmas Eve candlelight service here in the sanctuary at 6 p.m. Generally lasts around 30 minutes. It's for the entire family, and because of the the short nature of time. Um, It is for family and there will be no um, nursery provided, but it is a good way to to start the Christmas celebration. Um, We'll gather together, we'll hear from God's Word, and we'll sing together. And that's at 6 on Friday. And then next Sunday morning, the day after Christmas, um, we will not have Sunday school. So let me say that again. Next Sunday morning on the 26th, there will be no Sunday school. We will have a worship service at 10 o'clock. So worship will begin at 10 and then 11. Um, A lot of folks still have uh, family and and things that are going on, and so it just gives us a little bit of a break, but we'll still gather together for worship, and we will take time as a church family to celebrate the Lord's Supper together. And so that's next Sunday morning, 10 o'clock worship, and we'll celebrate communion. And then right after our worship service today, we'll have a brief called business meeting for church members to to vote on the proposed budget for this coming year, 2022. It should only take a few moments, so um, when we finish singing, if you just remain in your seats, if you're a member, we can proceed and and move on uh, and just be in prayer as the Lord would have you to to vote concerning our budget. And then finally, we're still collecting our Lottie Moon Christmas offering for international missions. Um, You will see that we're right around the halfway point of reaching our goal. And so I do encourage you just to pray and continue to give. And I wanted to just highlight a resource. Some of you may have already received one from Miss Eva, but if not, they are on the the table out there where you pick up your name tags. And it is just an information pack about Lottie Moon. It's titled A Life of Radical Obedience. Um, If you want to know a little bit more about this um, wonderful, very small um, but mighty woman of God who is Lottie Moon, um, Please pick up one of these and read it. And I think after you investigate a little bit into her life, you'll find yourself wanting to know more about her and her passion for reaching people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and her passion for missions and for gaining support for missionaries around the world. And so please take um, advantage of that. It's on the table at the back. Our scripture reading this morning is Luke chapter 2. You'll find this is very familiar... um, reading however you may remember it more closely in the king james version as read by our favorite um, one of the favorite peanuts characters linus recited from memory in a charlie brown christmas but luke chapter 2 verse 1 begins in those days a decree went out from caesar augustus that all the world should be registered this was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of syria Because there was no place for them in the end Will you join me as we pray this morning? Jesus, we thank you that you did come That you did die for our sins That you rose again And that you're now seated in the heavens At the right hand of the Father And we thank you that we come before God in your name in prayer We thank you for the glory of your name The might of your name And the privilege we have to gather here this morning young and old, different backgrounds, different languages, to lift up your name and to sing praise to you. We thank you for the gift of music and for the musicians who will lead us in just a moment. We thank you for the gift of instruments and voices. And as we listen to these songs, you would help us to to find your heart, that you would show us your great love for us, and that we would see the beauty of our Savior. We thank You that during this Christmas season You will help us by Your Spirit to realize that it's more than just a holiday. But it's a time of worship and a time of celebration. And we thank You that You were born. Born to live and born to die that we could live. And so Lord, we ask You to help us to worship You. God, we pray for folks outside the walls of our church this morning, for those that don't know You, that they would... Encounter someone who would share with them the good news of Jesus. Maybe they're listening to a a Christmas song or Christmas music and they hear some words and you would just speak to their hearts and you would provide just a man or a woman to be there at just the right time to share with them the love of Jesus. You would help us as we celebrate with family and friends or we're out on the roads or in stores or restaurants to be your light that would shine in the darkness. Lord, we thank you for the gift that you've given us of your Son. And we thank you that you provide all our needs and that we lack nothing in you. And we ask your blessings upon the offering that we are about to receive. That you would take that, you would multiply it, you would use it for your glory, you would use it for your good, you would use it to do your work. And you would help us, Lord, out of our love for you to give generously and sacrificially to to missions. That we would support our international missionaries in the work that they do around the world. And so, Lord, with your help, we ask you to help us to meet, to exceed, to far exceed our goal, knowing that it would give you glory, it wouldn't glorify us, and that it wouldn't benefit us, but it would benefit your kingdom and your work. Lord, help us this morning to see you for who you are. And, Lord, help us to love you and adore you with what we do and what we say. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall
2: Did you know that your baby boy would one day Sight to a blind man. Oh, Mary, did you know that your baby boy would come a storm? job. Would you stand and sing with us this morning? From that time on and forever.
1: Thank mm-hmm. you.
0: praise the Lord and thank you so much. I know that time and effort goes along with with talent and so I'm appreciative of those that, that are gifted in those areas and the, the time that they are willing to take to present those things for us to enjoy and to be a blessing to us. So thanks again. We enjoy that. We will continue in Luke chapter 2 where we read from earlier and and finish reading from verse 8 down through verse 20 as we look this morning at the, the good news of great joy. So you can turn there, and I forgot something. My mom always told me you shouldn't bring toys to church, but I'm kind of liking this, so uh, I had to get my toys. As we look at good news of great joy, and you know, Christmas music helps us to to get ourselves ready for Christmas and believe it or not it's 6 days until Christmas um that leaves you plenty of shopping days if you're a procrastinator um there's always CVS and Walgreens they're open late Christmas Eve um CVS is even open I think on Christmas Day um but if you wait too long um you not only will be left with the gifts that no one wants but you may be limited to um, to cosmetics and medicals type stuff. So you better, um, better get there soon. But, you know, in the music that we sing, in the songs that we, we listen to at Christmas, it fills us with, with hope. We celebrate the wonder of God's love. Song after song reminds us that the baby Jesus was born in, in Bethlehem. We sing about the shepherds and we sing with excitement, go tell it on the mountain that Jesus was born. And we hear the the truth that this little baby that was born is someone special. He is God in flesh and He is in fact the great I Am. And because He came and because of His great love that we can lay our head down at night and we can truly sleep in heavenly peace. And all the songs we listen to or we sing along with help us to tell and to remember the story of the good news. The good news that brought great joy. And so this morning, in the minutes that we have left, I want us to just think about this, that the good news of Christmas is that Jesus came into the world to be Savior and Lord. That's the good news of Christmas. Jesus came into the world to be Savior and Lord. Now, we've already read the first eight verses of Luke chapter 2. I want us to read from verse 9 down through verse... And then we'll take a few minutes to, to look at this together and see what we might learn about this baby born in Bethlehem. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. Jesus, we thank you for the day that we have. We thank you that we gather together in your name. And we thank you that from the songs we've heard and from the word that we read, that we learn of the truth of the birth of Jesus changed the world. That it's good news that he came to be Savior and Lord. And help us in these minutes. Help us to focus on the wonder of the meaning of Christmas. And we give you a praise for that in advance, and we trust you will do it in Jesus' name. Amen. So this morning, we're going to take three short phrases from the angel's message. We're going to look at good news. We're going to look at a phrase, The Savior is born, and we're going to look at He is Christ, the Lord. But before we move along, let me just introduce our, our characters today. We do have a shepherd and he is out in the flock, he's out watching the flocks, he's in the fields, we have an angel that will appear. And because I'll likely forget later, we have, of course, the baby Jesus. And so we have somewhat of a complete nativity this morning. But what has happened in Luke 2 so far is that Mary and Joseph travel from their home, they travel from Nazareth to Bethlehem to register to take part in the census because there may have been some sort of tax that the, the Roman government ordered it and so the people were being obedient and they went to their hometown, the town of their fathers. And they arrived there and there's no room for them to stay. There's no guest houses available. And so Mary gives birth to Jesus in a stable, a manger. And they wrap him up with cloth To keep him comfortable, to keep him warm, to keep him secure, they place him in a manger, a feed trough. And the story moves from that manger out into the fields where there are some shepherds. And the message that the angel delivers starts with this phrase, I bring you good news. Now, when somebody says, I have good news, it gets our attention, It gets you excited when somebody says, someone is coming over to visit. Or maybe you get a raise at work. Or someone in the family calls up and says, hey, guess what? We're having a baby. There's surprise, there's joy, anticipation, excitement over good news. And so an angel appears to make an announcement. To some simple shepherds that are out in the field doing what shepherds do, watch sheep. And instantly in the air, an angel appears. He takes time to calm their fears, and he delivers a message to them that would change the course of history, the message that God was working to bring about salvation, to transform eternity for everyone, and it would be good news. Now that word "good news," we often say is the good news about Jesus, but back in that day, it just meant an announcement that would bring joy. Usually, it was in some form of a Roman leader or king being born, and they would say, "This is the good news that you must celebrate," almost dictated to them, and. They would say, yes, we will celebrate that because he is, he is Caesar. But when we see it in the Bible, it always is connected with the good news that God had entered in the world through Jesus to bring about salvation. It's an incredible message, and God chooses to deliver that message to lowly shepherds. They're social outcasts of the day. They're, they're dirty, rough, hard-working men. That smelled probably a lot like sheep. They weren't respected in, in the town. They weren't able to testify in the courts. They were looked down upon. They were not trusted. But God chose to share this good news with them. Now, you probably are thinking the same thing as me. If I had good news, probably the last place I would go is to the roughest, toughest, dirtiest, smelliest people in the town. No, we, we'd go to the, the courthouse or we would go to someone important. Maybe we would go you know, to City Hall if it was here in town. Or if we lived in a kingdom, we would go to try to give the good news to the king. But God chooses to share this good news with shepherds. And not in a big town, not in Jerusalem, but in a little town, the little town of Bethlehem. That Micah spoke about in the Old Testament that was small among Judah, but out of it one would come who would be a mighty and strong ruler... Who would reign forever and deliver his people you see I think that God sent that angel to those shepherds to remind us that the message was for all the people in fact it's in the angels words this will be good news for all the people not just God's people the Jews but all of the world Jew and Gentile alike which is good news to you and to me because that includes us unless of course you're Jewish and people from every part of life, rich and poor, from the highest to the lowest, from the palaces to the pastures. God came into the world in the form of a baby, Jesus. And He came for everyone. He came to bring salvation. He came to bring peace. And He brought joy. Now the joy that the angel messaged messenger shares he says his good news of great joy now i don't know if you bought toilet paper lately but when you go to toilet paper the toilet paper section there are regular rolls there are giant rolls and there are mega rolls now the mega roll according to the toilet paper people has the equivalent of four rolls of toilet paper you know or more they don't look a lot bigger than the regular rolls that you used to buy at the store but they call them mega rolls well The angel here is giving a message of mega joy. It's super-sized joy. Joy that is inexpressible, as the Bible speaks about. And this joy always begins with Jesus. That's why we sing that wonderful song, Joy to the world, the Lord has come. That Joy begins in Jesus, and it's not only inexpressible, it's undeniable and it's indestructible. And here's the good news. Every human heart can be filled with joy. Because if you know Jesus, you know His joy. The psalm writer David in Psalm 16 says, In your presence there is fullness of joy. That where Jesus is, there is joy. And so when we think about these things, the good news, the gospel, is the best news that was ever reported. It would have been the lead story story on the news broadcast, or the headline on the newspaper. And the angels in the heavens declare it to simple shepherds down in the fields. That this message of hope that shines light into darkness, and that gives life to the lifeless, was first given to simple shepherds, because it's a message for everyone. It was an announcement that the period the long waiting was over and that God was keeping his promise and he was sending the one who Isaiah said would be the wonderful counselor mighty God everlasting father the prince of peace the one who Isaiah said in Isaiah 7 would be Emmanuel God with us who would establish a kingdom that would last forever The one who was promised would be born of a virgin in the town of Bethlehem, an offspring of Abraham and the promised seed of the woman. And the glad announcement of the good news was that today in the city of David, a Savior is born. And that baby was the Savior of the world, born in a manger. If you look at verse 11... For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. So that city of David is the town of Bethlehem and there was born a Savior. Somebody who would come to rescue or deliver. That would bring freedom and safety to people that with that reign would come prosperity and joy. And Jesus would come to save and rescue people from sin. You see, when God sent Jesus to the manger. He provided the solution for our biggest problem, our sin, that keeps us from God, that there's nothing we can do to save ourselves, that God sent this baby to be our Redeemer, the only one that can fix what's broken in the world, the only one who could pay the ransom for our souls, and the only one that could restore a relationship that was broken. A baby born in Bethlehem. You see, Jesus came to rescue humanity from the penalty and power of of sin. And so when we look into the manger scene and we see that cute little baby, we always must remember that he lived and obeyed his father only to die to be our Savior. He's the one and only Savior. There's no one like Him. There's no other name under heaven by which men can be saved. And oh my gosh, He delivers us from not only the danger of sin, but from the destructive nature of sin. That He paid the penalty for us so that we don't have to suffer eternally separated from God in hell. But also He gives us the ability to live a life today in this world and is new and different, that's full of life and hope. And by the power of His Spirit in us, we have the overcoming power of the Holy Spirit to avoid the destructive consequences of sin. And so He is the Prince of Peace. He is our peace. Peace with God, peace with others, and peace with ourselves. and he brings joy in our lives when we trust and depend on him. You see the good news of Christmas is that a savior is is born. He delivers the angel delivers that message to the shepherd, but he also adds that he is Christ the Lord. So in this one statement by the angel, we have savior, Christ and Lord. A beautiful picture of what Jesus is who He is. His name is Jesus, the Lord saves. He is the Savior, the one who came to save. He is also the Christ, and He is Lord. And so when we think about Christ, that word means one who is anointed. God was chosen, appointed for a special task, to be the Savior of the world. Old Testament prophets spoke about it, reminded all who would listen that there was a Messiah coming who would be God's chosen servant, the one who would redeem Israel and ultimately the whole world. I like simple. And so I have a definition for you from the Easy English Bible Dictionary. God promised the Jewish people that the Messiah would come to rescue them and to be their king. And so God made a promise that this Messiah would come to rescue them and be their king. All through the Old Testament, there's promises that this Messiah is coming. And when you get to the New Testament, the New Testament reveals that the promised Messiah is the Lord Jesus. In the Gospels, we see that God, Jesus declares he is set apart for this appointed mission from the Father. In Luke chapter four, Jesus stands up in the synagogue in Nazareth, his hometown, and speaks about the anointing that is on him. Could you imagine to be a contemporary of Jesus? Maybe to grow up in the, you know, in the village and all of a sudden here Jesus as an adult goes into the synagogue and opens up the scroll from Isaiah and starts to read about The anointing, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Maybe they thought to themselves, you know, I always thought there was a little something different about him. And now they knew. He came and he fulfills all those promises in the Old Testament. That this redemption that God promised would come from the servant that he chose, who would be Jesus, the Messiah. So he is Savior, he is the Christ, but he is also Lord. Lord. Jesus is Lord. It is a universal truth. Even if you or someone else chooses not to acknowledge it, it's true. God has given him power and authority over everything. He's the Lord of all. He is the great I Am, God Almighty, and he rules over everything in heaven and on earth. And in case you... We're wondering, everything in heaven and earth means he rules over everything. The wind and the waves, the men and the women, the animals, all of nature, all of the stars, all of creation, he rules over. And to hear the phrase, Jesus is Lord, it's a call to action, it's a phrase that demands a response. You have the choice to receive Him or to reject Him. You have a choice to place your faith in Him or not believe in Him. You have a choice to submit to Him or to fight against Him. But ultimately, we know because the Bible is clear that one day, on that great day, that every knee will bow and every knee will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. My dear Christian brother, who was an incredible songwriter and talented artist, Keith Green, wrote these words. Jesus is Lord of all. Jesus is Lord of all. No sin is too big. No problem too small. Jesus is Lord of all. Jesus is King of kings. My Lord is King of kings. Presidents, princes, paupers will sing, Jesus is King of kings. The baby born. And Bethlehem would be king of kings and Lord of all. He is God's provision for salvation. He fulfills all of the promises. He is the Messiah, and he came down to man to be Emmanuel God with us. A single angel. Shares this message with the shepherds, and then after the announcement, this angel is joined by a multitude of heavenly hosts. We don't really know how many people are in a multitude, but let's just say um, a whole bunch. And they appear to join in the praise, and in verse 14, we hear what they sing. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is that moment in Jesus born in Bethlehem, God's glory was right there lying in a manger for everyone to see. That in the incarnation, the invisible God was made visible in Jesus. He came to us. Now when we think about God's glory, it's it's hard to define. Because when you talk about the glory of God, it is the the sum of everything that He is. Everything that He does and everything that He is like. Everything that makes God wonderful, everything that makes God powerful and mighty, goes into His glory. And we see His glory shining brightly as a light. And because God is glorious in everything He does, He is always worthy of of our praise. And that's exactly what we find this group of angels doing. They're giving glory or praising God. The heavens are rejoicing and on the earth God was bringing about peace. I mentioned it earlier. Jesus is our peace because in Him we have peace. That peace that passes all understanding, that Things are right between you and God because of Jesus. And that peace in your life will flow over into peace with others. And salvation and peace are both gifts from God. He makes them available free to anyone by faith in Jesus. And those angels on that hillside heard this message about who Jesus was. And they decided among themselves... We're going to go and find out what this is all about. So they go to Bethlehem and they find the baby, and exactly like the angel said, he's there, laying in a manger, wrapped in clothes. They're probably thinking, okay, I think what they said is true. And they told everyone around that they could. Everyone they could come in contact with, they told about this wonderful thing. You'd imagine they started with, okay, we're just out there, you know, watching sheep. What we always do, watching sheep. All of a sudden, we look in the sky bright light, angel guy comes down, starts talking to us. We're kind of scared, but he says, hey, don't be afraid. He tells us that this baby's coming. He's going to be the the Savior and the Lord, and then all of a sudden more angels come, and we decided, hey, we got nothing better to do. Let's go to town. They go to town. They see the baby, and they're amazed because they leave glorifying and praising God. They had an encounter with a message from God, and they took it As truth, and they went to investigate, and they celebrated this great news, this good news of great joy. Because Jesus came into the world to be Savior of the world. A theme rings through every Christmas carol that we sing that the baby in the manger would one day suffer and die on a cross. And we read in Romans chapter 5, verse 6, and I love the way it says it in the New Living Translation. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. We were walking in darkness. We were utterly helpless. As the poet wrote, it was a bleak mid Winter. And it was just the right time for a light to shine brightly from a manger in Bethlehem that the Christ would be born, the one who would conquer sin and death and hell, the one who would die and raise to life so that we could have life, the one who is Lord over all things, the one who John reminds us that any, as many as did receive him, He gave the right to become children of God. The message to the angels, a Savior who is Christ the Lord was born in Bethlehem. It's true. It brings joy. It's good news. But it's only true for you if you answer these two questions. You see, He came to be Savior of the world, but I think the question that we need to to think about is, is Jesus your Savior? Can, Can you honestly say, you know, Jesus is my Savior. I've bowed my knee before the King of kings and Lord of lords. I've surrendered my heart, my will, my emotions to the One who can do all things. That's way different than coming to church. It's way different from being a church member it's way different from being baptized it's submitting your life to the one who is over all things is he your savior and is he your lord you know salvation is a one-time event struggling with allowing yourself to follow the leadership of jesus is a daily struggle so you can almost add to that question is Jesus your lord today right now. Oh, he's lord of all things, but we must choose to submit ourselves to him to enjoy the benefits that he gives us, the peace and the love and the hope. And so as we we close this morning, I just my my hope for us this Christmas is that we take time To understand the wonder of God's love for us. That at just the right time when we were stuck in a predicament we could not get out of, he sent Jesus to be the Savior of the world. He sent Jesus to be your Savior and mine. To be your Lord and my Lord. And would you just join me in praying as we give him thanks. Jesus, we lift up our voices to you and we say thank you. For your salvation. We say glory to your name. For you are worthy of our praise. You are good. You are mighty and you are holy. And we are so thankful. And so this morning. As we close our time. As we reflect on your goodness. Help us to see. the gift of salvation as a gift of your grace and your love that we would begin to understand little by little, just a little bit more how much you you love us and the plan and the purpose you have for us. Help us to see that you're good and your ways are good. Help us to see that we can give our lives to you because you can be trusted. And you're a savior like no other and you're the Lord of all. We thank you, O Lord, and we We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. We'll take time to sing in in just a moment together. It's an opportunity to reflect on the goodness of Jesus and His willingness to meet your needs. But He does ask that we submit ourselves to Him, that we lay our lives down to Him and allow Him to, to work in our lives. And it doesn't matter what you're struggling with, what your challenge is. He's Lord over all things. There's not a situation you can get yourself into that He doesn't understand and that He doesn't have a solution for. He's Lord. He's Savior. And as we stand together this morning, maybe it's just a time of, of just reflecting on His goodness by praising Him for who He is. Maybe you come to the front and you just pray on behalf of a family member or a friend that you're longing to see God intervene in. Or maybe there's just another need or a burden that you need to lay down to the one who came to be Savior and Lord, the Prince of Peace. We join in standing and let's sing together. And as God speaks, we trust that you can respond to His voice.
1: Oh, holy night, the stars have brightly shined.
0: Being here this morning, thank those musicians and vocalists for, for sharing this morning, for blessing us through through music. And thank you for being here. Your your presence is a blessing to us. Just a reminder to to church members: if you would just stay where you are, um, we're going to have a brief business meeting to vote on our budget. My apologies if you're visiting this morning; it will be a paper ballot, and it will not take very long. And so, hopefully, we can um, convene, cast the ballots. Maybe sing a song while the gentlemen count, which will be like their Jeopardy countdown to get them counted quickly, and then we'll find out the count, and then we'll um, we'll adjourn from there, if that's every, okay with everyone. But if you do need to leave, um, if you want to leave, we're going to sing a song, and when the music begins, um, you're free to go. But if you're a church member and can't stay, we'd love for you to stay for the meeting. So, Lord bless you. Don't forget Christmas Eve service, um, 6 p.m. Um, let's sing together.